shit. <laughs> I just fucking walked right into this. Yo, 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 welcome to the studios of Naisha's living room. I'm trying to figure out how to use my microphone, and you guys are going to be on this journey. You guys have already been on my audio journey, but you guys get the message, and that's cool. So, however you're hearing this, however you're watching this, welcome to this is a safe space. I love having this microphone. Even if it's not working properly, I truly feel like I'm in the stew about to drop the virus freestyle you ever did see. Yo, yo, yo. What's good? Okay, I gotta stop. Whoever, any of my friends listening, if you guys want to come over for karaoke night, I'm fucking down with this microphone. And it's red and it lights up. <laughs> you are now tuning into This is a Safe Space. I'm your host, Nyasia, and let's get right into it. Welcome to another episode of This is a Safe Space. This is episode 11. I'm finally going to go back and actually number them because I was asked how many podcast episodes I have and I genuinely have no idea. Partly because I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world. So since I'm such a procrastinator, I decided to give you all another treat. It seems you guys like the videos. You guys like seeing me? I, I don't look worth a damn. I left, so I recently went on a trip to Orlando, and I left all my makeup there. So you guys are getting raw. Everybody is getting raw, Nyasia, for the, uh, the next couple, the next couple of days at least. So I can fucking re-up on makeup. Makeup is expensive. And the more I'm starting to learn about makeup and what looks good on my skin, what works well with my skin type, because I have oily, porous skin. This just sounds so gross, but it's the truth. Like, I glisten naturally, but I also have little holes in my face, so that's also cool. I have to buy specific makeup that's gonna, you know, last me for a while. I usually get matte products or super hydrating products because the common misconception and I am no, I am no esthetician by any means. The common misconception when it comes to us ladies with, or us men too, us people with oily skin is that you need something to dry it out, like to dry up the oil, when really you need to be extra hydrated. I noticed when I started using Hydra Boost by Neutrogena regularly, it's super hydrating, completely water-based. I rarely was oily. I would dab myself with a little, um finishing powder and I would be pretty much good to go for the rest of the day. But let's jump into today's episode. Today I went to a discourse about the five languages of love. And if you're unfamiliar with what the five languages are, they are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. Believe it or not, that's I I honestly personally did not know that gift receiving was technically a language but after the discussion um and seeing different perspectives and seeing different examples of how uh receiving gifts is expressed or uh desired it makes sense to me because I actually am a gift giver but that I just see as I don't know I mean yes it is an expression of love but I feel like you get gifts for people who you just want to get gifts for. But I mean, again, it is a, it is a love language. It makes complete sense. Um, 
one of the examples one of the ladies in the discourse said was that her daughter, her 16-year-old daughter, made a um, just like a box of cutouts of like different quotes and just like different memories or whatever that she has with her also 16-year-old boyfriend and how that's her love language. She spent months doing that. And even though we recognize that everyone isn't going to love in the way that we love, we still expect our love language to be reciprocated. So she spent all this time making this box of cutouts, sentimental, thoughtful cutouts for her boyfriend. And a 16-year-old boy is not thinking about that. (laughs) You know, they're like, oh, this is cute, you know. And her mom was like, yeah, like she was really disappointed. And I recognize that as her mother, that those things really mean a lot to her because that is her love language. She is a thoughtful note giving type of girl and I am the same way I will sticky note you to death I will send you little cutesy messages out of the blue if I think of you I will uh, leave notes in your lunch like I'm a pack your lunch ass girlfriend for sure (laughs) out of all five I resonate most with quality time and physical touch I love being kissed. I love the intimacy of holding hands and being held and hugging. Like, I require that daily. I need it. I need to be touching you. I need to be inside of your socks. Quality time is important, too. Um, It was described as uninterrupted and focused time spent. And I, that is like the best description. I feel like that can be dangerous in a lot of ways. I recently had a one month boyfriend. (laughs) Boyfriend is extreme. Let me, I, I was dating someone. I would say exclusively we, during the month of us being involved with each other, it was just each other. And I typically like to have sex with one person at a time. I feel like that's the safest option. It's just honestly what I feel more comfortable with. Um, Nothing against anyone because I've definitely been there. But typically, I like to exclusively date one person at a time and have sex with one person at a time. And in relation to my love languages, which are physical touch and quality time, it was so reciprocated in a way that felt almost magical. Like we would talk to each other for hours and just snuggle with each other. And he just wanted to touch me and I wanted to touch him and I wanted to hug him and kiss him and vice versa. Like it was reciprocated and too much of that is dangerous. And that's why I feel like I had a one month boyfriend. Like I truly feel for those weeks of us seeing each other, like that was my boyfriend. You couldn't tell me any different. (laughs) You couldn't tell me any different. However, the dilemma with dating in this time period, you know, being in your early to mid twenties, even up to your thirties, is that You don't know what people have going on. This is such a transitional part in our lives. And that's typically why dating situations or um, relationships are so short lived. Like I said, we were dating exclusively, but I did have other prospects in my phone, barely. Because once my attention is on somebody, that's it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Like, you guys are just 
slowly getting cut off, <laughs> off rip. But as I was saying, we're all in transitional parts of our lives. So the people who we're coming in contact with, whether it's dating, friends, coworkers, whatever, we're all moving, depressed, having kids, losing our jobs, getting new jobs, going through shit, and just trying to figure all of this out. We're preparing for the future now. And especially if you're ambitious and you desire a pleasing, peaceful, stable quality of life, this is the time to do the necessary work. If it was up to me, I would have started investing in crypto when I was 17, 16, as early as I knew. As soon as I had a phone that I could download apps, I would have been finding out some way to get into the crypto world. And that's why things are short-lived. You don't know what's going on with people. You could be in love for two to three months and they completely fall off the face of the earth. Ghosting sucks, but we all ghost for different reasons. Now, in most cases, you know, if they straight up didn't like you, we can acknowledge that. Like, okay, maybe they weren't as attracted to me and we didn't share that deep of a connection. But if it was mutual, and you guys both liked each other, usually it's because life is kicking your ass right now and you need to be or desire to be alone. And that is completely okay. There's nothing wrong with that. This is our time to do that. You're young, you're fine, you don't have any kids, do whatever the fuck you wanna do and do whatever you think you can't do because nobody gets in the way of ourselves more than we do. So do that shit. Do what you want to do. And I know it may seem like a fantasy, but we really can do what we want to do. Just do it. Designate the time. Figure it out. I say that to my friends all the time. Oh, you want to do something? At least see. See what it will take to get you there. I want to take a class. Okay. How much does it cost? Before you write it off, no for sure. For all my readers out there, in the first chapter of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the two boys, the author and his friend, are working for the rich guy who pretty much employs everybody in town. Like, he's like the one-town rich guy in Hawaii. And he says this is where he learned, instead of saying, I can't afford something, ask yourself, how can I afford this? Instead of saying, oh, I don't know how I'm going to... How, what do you need to do to get where you need to go? Just make it tangible. Make it realistic before you say you can't or before you make it unbelievable in your mind. You control all of that. You control your day, your hour, your minute. It's you. If you want to do something accompanied with knowing how to do it, imagine what you can do. That's all I'm saying. Going back to our five languages of love, I have the test here if anybody is interested. I'm going to be posting my uh, my test, my actual test on my close friends. Um, but if any of you are interested, please just uh, DM me, text me if you have my number, and I'll send it to you. It's really interesting. If you're, if you're interested, if you have a boyfriend or, or girlfriend and you want a fun little date night, like this is, this is really interesting, and it helps you learn a lot about one another. Um, but going back to it, another language was acts of service. And the question into the play with acts of service is, what can I do for you? But 
in order to know what you can do for your partner, your friend, your family member, you have to listen purposely. And you have to speak purposely to them as well. I feel like acts of service is important to me in my friendships. That's how I know you're my friend for real. If you're doing something in service to me, when you have your own shit, like I'm not, you're not having sex with me. <laughs> like I'm not like, I'm, I'm just your friend. Like I'm, I'm reciprocating. I'm giving you what you need, but you, you're going out of your way to do a service for me. That's different. That's how I knew my friend Gianna loved me. I was, we were both young. I think I was definitely 21, freshly 21. I don't even think she was 21 yet. We were servers. We were making nothing per hour, nothing in 25 cents per hour. I'm pretty sure like server pay back in 2019 was not shit. We weren't making anything. Literally, we had coins in our pockets and our little aprons. And I was drunk and irresponsible, literally drunk college girl, not going to class, fucked up. Like, and I got pregnant. And when I got pregnant, this is my first time ever being pregnant. Like, it was just such, like, a crazy experience because I shit you not, you guys. Full disclosure, I didn't even really have sex for real. Like, this nigga shouts out to this guy. He's a good guy. But this nigga was a munch, respectfully. He would just come over and eat my... (laughs) He would just come over and eat me out. Like, that's it. Like, he would eat my butt and eat me out (laughs) and we had sex one time guys one time like he was eating me out he literally even said he's like I just want to come over and eat you out I I feel so vulgar I'm sorry guys sorry for your guys's virgin ears (laughs) but he came over I was like I just want to you know do my thing did his thing this nigga stuck it in one time Like, maybe, like, one and a half. Like, we did not. Like, we had sex, okay? Like, clearly, I got pregnant. But, like, it really wasn't even, like, anything. Like, he literally just put it in, all right, and then went back to what he was doing. Like, so this was literally a pre-cum baby. So all of you raw sex havers thinking, like, it's okay. I know pre-cum babies. I could have had one. But anyways, back to back back to acts of service. I get sidetracked, I swear. As soon as I took the pregnancy test, I'm pretty sure I'm blowing up Gianna's phone. Like, you have nothing to do with this, but you gotta help me. You gotta fix it. Help me fix it. Like she's my go-to. I don't know what to do. I know I can't, I know I can't tell nobody. And I'm like, I, I have to help. I need help. I don't know what I don't know what to do. And guys, the selflessness within my friend, the amount of love I felt, her unbiased, honest, loving support. I was so broke. I'm making nothing at a restaurant, working two jobs, no car, like dropping out, drinking every day, 
fucked up. And I know you're thinking, like, of course, like, hit up the dad. So I hit up, I hit up the dad. (laughs) And I tell him that I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay. He's like immediately like, okay. Because he's older than me. Keep in mind, he's older than me. So I'm pretty sure, like, he would have been completely, everything that he was giving me, he would have been completely fine with having a kid. And I'm just like, no. Like, like I said, there was not a thought in my mind. Is Immediately, as soon as I saw that it was positive, as soon as I saw those two lines, I was like, oh, hell no. Immediately. And I'm a Christian woman. I'm a God-fearing woman. I'm not saying I was ever against abortion because I am not. I am a pro choicer to the max but it just wasn't something I could see myself as a Christian woman doing I didn't think I could do it but you don't ever know what you can do until you're in that situation what I didn't even think I had a bed frame (laughs) okay well like let's let's be very real here like I was not I was walking to work I didn't didn't have nobody here, you know? Like, why on earth? And I didn't know this guy. He was a munch, respectfully, with all respect. (laughs) I'm not having a baby. Like, fuck no. Like, that, I am so grateful for God in that moment because I would not have been able to get through that without God and my friend and her acts of service. Because she came through for me. We both worked at the same place, as I said before. So she making what I'm making. She know what I'm making. And abortions are not cheap. The dad did not support the dad, the guy. <laughs> he didn't support abortion. And I respected that. I did, truthfully. He was like, because he did not make me feel any kind of way about it. He supported everything that I did. He supported me. He did not make me feel judged, but he was just like, I don't support abortion, so I'm not going to help you. Straight up. Okay. Bet. I'm still going to figure it out. And I was saving every coin I had. I was rolling quarters, getting coin rollers, whatever I had. And Gianna helped me. Making the same amount I'm making, going to school, going through the same shit. We put our money together, our waitress money together to get me an abortion. And she was there with me every step of the way. She drove me. She waited with me in the waiting room. She was there afterwards. We, I'm pretty sure we went to the pool afterwards or some sort of like pride fest or something. Like she was just waiting for me to like cry or something. She's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, fuck. But the only reason I was okay is because I had my friend's love there. And for that, I am forever grateful. Forever. Uh, Another act of service that I appreciate in friendships, um, one of my really good friends in high school, we're still good friends today, she would pray for me. I knew she would. We'd go to church together all the time and pray. And that is a different type of love. Like, to be able to pray with your friend? Mmm. Man, and she spoke. Hearing her speak touched my heart, moved me. 
I recently was watching a Know For Sure uh, podcast. Shout out to them. And the way she described how her friends talked was with conviction. Which brings me to our word of the day. Conviction. To speak with conviction means to say what you believe in a way that conveys the strength in which you believe it. It moves people because they feel you, they hear you for real, and they know you you mean what you say. When my friend was praying for me, it's because she believed in me. She loved me. She believed what she was saying. She believed what she saw in me. She believed in what her God could do. My aunt told me that her husband always says, faith that hasn't been tested can't be trusted. And that can be applied into so many different areas of life, almost every area of life. In layman's terms, stand on your shit. Are we going to find out? The universe, God, the devil is always going to test you. Okay. You say you love yourself? Okay, let's find out. Let me throw a little temptation in there and see how much you love yourself. Stand on your word. I recently had a conversation with one of my guy friends. And I love, like, I love male dating advice or just, like, I love getting different perspectives from everyone. Just to see, see where your head's at. Like, just let me, let me just see. And my, uh, he actually, my previous host for a uh, spooky story time. <sighs> the past two guys, I can say that I loved. L-O-V-E. One is about to get married, and the other has a girlfriend that he, I am confident he lives with, and they just had a baby, like, fresh. My homegirl told me, one of my older uh, associates said, if the baby is under five, that relationship's still alive, and I will keep that. And I will spread that word, that gospel, everywhere I go. If the baby is under five, that relationship is still alive. And I loved them. Or I thought I did. And I've been talking, I've been talking with my friend about, you know, like, how I'm still struggling with just letting go of them. Because they're still around. They they still get, they still tempt me. And it's like, I know they're unavailable and it's completely not my fault. Now, I don't want anyone to think I'm someone that's just going after guys with girlfriends. I don't know. I fall for them. I fell for the one that's about to get married. We were talking. It didn't didn't work out. Like I was fucked up. He was fucked up. It just literally did not work out. He got back with his ex-girlfriend, is now like planning a life with her, like about to get married to her, but would not let me go. And I wouldn't let him go. And we've grown a bond and support each other, but also it didn't work out and it wasn't supposed to work out. And because of that, every time we got together, as good as it would be, it would always result in conflict. 
because it wasn't meant to be. We weren't supposed to be around each other. You're about to get married. What are we talking about? We've had relations. Like, we haven't had, we haven't been intimate with each other in well over a year now, but it didn't matter, you know? Because what you doing over here? What we doing with each other? For what? For what? Like, why are we hugging? Like, why are, Why do we need to be intimate? Why, like, why are you telling me I look good? Why, why, why do I care about your opinion? You're someone else's man. The other guy. I've been friends with him. Honestly, I wouldn't know how to describe it. I, I've, um, I've known him, like, over social media for years. And I really like him. Like, I dig him as a person for real. And we just started talking. And I knew, I knew he had a girlfriend like the year before. Like I, I, I'm, I pay attention. And it's not like he was a bad dude. Like he wasn't one of those dudes like in my DMs with a girlfriend type shit. Like he had a girlfriend and then I noticed he wasn't posted with the girlfriend no more for a while. So like, okay, okay, okay. Like this is cool. And we start talking, we start seeing each other. He would just come over. Like he literally would just come to my house and hang out for a little bit. Like completely innocent. And I grew to really like him and eventually grew to love him, like really deeply care for him and empathize with him. And just like, I really liked him. Like we were just real cool together and I felt very comfortable with him. All that. I have a screenshot. I was going every now and then I'll go through my screenshots and I have one favorited from him earlier in this year where he's telling me that he's going to work it out with his baby moms and he wishes me the best. Right. And he's, and we continue to talk after that. Like, (laughs) and it's, we continue to talk after that. So it's just like, what are, same thing with the guy that's about to get married. What are you doing? What are we talking about? We're clearly attracted to each other. And that attraction just is going to grow. And it did. It didn't need to. And back to what me, when my friend got me together, he told me that's not love. That's trickery. That's a test. And you're fucking failing. I'm fucking fail. Like talking to you, talking to those guys, I'm failing what I stand on because I don't think it's right to talk to anyone that has a significant other. I don't, I don't condone cheating. I've been cheated on. So why would I want to be a cheaty? He told, he's like, you need to, he told me until you stop doing that, until you set yourself free, you're going to get everything that's coming for you. What if they come, what if one of the girlfriends come to your house right now wanting to fight you? And I ain't scary, you know, I'm not a fighter. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a typically really, (laughs) I'm a nice person, you know, like I, I tend to do, like, I do the right thing, the right thing. Like I do what's, I try to do what's best, what's logical, what's sensible, what aligns with my desires and morals and purpose. But here I am blatantly involving myself romantically with unavailable men with girlfriends. Until I get the lesson, I'm going to keep getting it again, guys. I shit you not. Back, back to my one-month boyfriend. Guys, I shit you the fuck not. So my one-month boyfriend ended up going to the military, <laughs> which I'm grateful for. Like, li- like 
I'm so glad I got to have that time to just be like loved on. I, that sounds so deep. Like we we didn't love each other. Like ugh, ugh, that sounds like you know. But like like just to have that passion and intimacy and just fun time. It was like a vacation. And I'm like, okay, you're going. You like me enough not to like try to make me a military girlfriend or anything like that. All right. Thank you for being a reflection. I'm glad I could be that for you. Thank you for the fun times. Thanks for the ca- thanks for the character development. Next. You know, next thing. I'm excited for the future, but next chapter. I shit you the fuck not. He left and the nigga with the baby hit me up. Immediately. A fucking immediately. I'm like, bro, like, do you guys get like a notice, an email? Like, okay. Nah, it just seems like she's stable. Let me just creep back in and try to come back over. Like, no. And I'm like, bro, I'm being tested. God is testing me right now. That's why I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Until I get the lesson. Until I get it. I'm going to keep having the same result. Nothing. I'm not going to get nothing out of a piece of man. I'm not going to get anything out of an unavailable, someone who isn't ready to be with me, someone who can't be with me, someone who has a girlfriend, someone who isn't mine. Until I stand on what I want and what I deserve and respect myself not to stay in situations that I know isn't right, I'm going to keep getting the same result. And in the words of Brittany Renner. Yep. And that's exactly what the fuck I get. Yep. yep. You thought you were exempt yep. from what the fuck you did yep. three years ago? Yep. You're going to have to answer to everything you, you do. do. Everything. Yep. Everything you do. Yep. So yep. that's why it's like, I get it. A lot of women don't feel worthy. Worthy. She goes on to say a lot of women don't feel worthy enough. You are. You are worthy enough to hold out for what you want. You are worthy enough to go after that opportunity. You are worthy enough to cut that person off. You are worthy enough to get out of what you don't want to be in. Quit your job. Go on that trip. Move to the next chapter of your life and stop holding yourself back. Thank you for spending another day, night, morning in the safe space. If you guys like this episode, share with anyone that you think might need it. And if you are interested in joining the safe space, feel free to DM me, call me, text me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. I hope you're having a great rest of your morning, day, or night. And I'll talk with you next time. Bye, cutie.